0: Good morning listeners, this is Masana Viltz and you are listening to Political Potency, a podcast for the people, by the people. Today our topic is the connection between artificial intelligence, social media, and its effects on American democracy. I have two very special guests with me today. Uh, Joshua Holman, a 20-year-old UC Berkeley student athlete and organizer who is the Human Welfare and Community Action Commissioner for the city of Berkeley, as well as Venus Morris, a 27-year-old entrepreneur, artist, and social activist from Oakland, California. How are y'all doing today?
1: I'm good. How are you
0: doing? Awesome. I'm doing very well. Um, Well, as we have seen, especially in just the last couple of years, social media has become a huge political tool that politicians are using to gain political support. Uh, Most famously, Donald Trump has been able to use social media to grow and mobilize his own base in order to claim the presidential office. Um, Being that you are both millennials, I would assume that you both are very active on social media, correct?
2: No. I'm just playing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Um, so what are your thoughts on social media's role in the development of your view of the presidency?
2: it really for me personally all depends on who I'm following because you are what you take in and the folks that I follow they particularly don't care for Trump so I see a lot of you know pro-black anti-hate stuff on my page and well, not on my page, but on my timeline, and that's something that you know it adds it adds to my views on Trump and on just the whole political situation because it's real stuff that's happening.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd have to agree with Venus and that a lot of my um, a lot of things that are on my feed and timeline um, are primarily um towards like anti-hate speech and against a lot of things that Trump um, promotes and so I'd, I'd say I'm a little biased against Trump and um, my page usually reflects that
0: mm, interesting but do you like that that's being done that you know you can follow or click certain things and now you know you have um, all you see all the time through your social media is things that support things that you already like um, do you think that you know, because I feel like sometimes it's better to like, even though if you, you're you on one side of the political spectrum, you still kind of want to hear both sides of the story and hear what's going on. So do you think that's a good thing that that um, it's very easy, easily to be, to get all your information on one side of the spectrum because that's what you, which you support?
1: Um, yeah, I think, I think it's good to always like uh, see both sides and kind of like not really close your... Your side to, uh, like, your um, social media, um, like, timelines to, like, but only towards, like, your political views, because that's the only way you can really get, like, a holistic view of, like, everything that's going on.
2: I don't give a damn about what they're thinking. I could care less. I'm a black woman.
1: I already know
2: what's going on on that side of the spectrum. It's clear. So what do I need to see that on my timeline for? What do I have to... If I'm going to my timeline to get some uplifting or to see something funny or whatever or something sweet, precious, whatever, I shouldn't have to go on my timeline and see something that's talking about how horrible of a woman I am because of my skin complexion and because I was born as a woman. I don't want to see that. So, no, I don't need to see it on my timeline.
0: But at the same time, wouldn't you say, like, say for... Um, uh someone who's the opposite of you politically don't you think it would be beneficial for that person to see both sides of the spectrum as well even if they not saying that they have to agree with it but just like don't you think it'd be interesting to um to get the full picture even though you may not agree with it even though that person may not agree with a lot of things you're agreeing with do you think that person should still be able to see a lot of the things because i feel like in a lot of ways social media is kind of um dividing people in a way of, um, you know, I click these things, I like these things because my parents said this or because people I'm, I'm around say this. And so now, for the rest of my life, all I'm going to see this is on my social media. And on the same way, you have someone who's on the other side who they follow they click this, and now they're going to be consumed with that information. So what do you think about that? Well, <clears throat> one
2: point is I definitely... I just don't care what they have going on on their side period it's not because there's one thing to be informed and know but guess what I follow large platforms that give you both sides right so I don't need to follow people's personal pages that they can directly attack attack me because this is their page and they have freedom of speech and you know they can be angry and be however they want to be you know but I do understand completely what you're saying yeah however I, I don't care <laughs> yeah. not what you can but about that yeah
1: I, I definitely don't agree no 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 I definitely do agree like I don't follow like certain pages or like certain people who like uh, political views are obviously like opposed to mine just to like kind of like be informed on what they think or anything and I make sure like my timeline is what I want to see in this you know to keep me you know, informed and keep me, like, going. So, like, it's not really for other people. But I do, like, agree with what you're saying as far as, like, the other side being able to get exposed to, like, our views. But, uh, you know, social media doesn't always really change that and more so just causes debate and arguments. Period. So, you know, social media is not really the way I'd want to go about that. Mm -hmm. There's
2: certain people on social media that utilize their platform, like Sean King, Mm -hmm. that puts a lot of stuff out into the open so we can see the truths and things Mm -hmm. and it's not just bad things there's good things too right but ultimately he is showing the truth behind all of these people who are republicans and guess what they just so happen to be white
1: Mm -hmm. But it's also like a lot of times like i see on social media people exposing like many of the white liberals and like the white leftists or mm-hmm. um, non non black people of color that often like would like to rally on you know the side of the oppressed people but are really like anti black mm-hmm. themselves. So I like I do like making sure that that stuff is consistent on my timeline
0: and hope that more people can be exposed to that. Interesting. That does make a lot of sense. Um, well, just last month, you know, Washington uh, Post article claimed that a portion of Donald Trump's tweets uh, that contained a lot of his infamous campaign phrases, slogans, and hashtags were not even authored by him, the president himself. Um, and as we can, as we have seen like nowadays, um, winning a campaign is, is not so much about the art of winning it, but more about a science and about how much money you're willing to put into advertising and who exactly you're advertising to in order to, to get a certain amount of votes. Um, so there kind of becomes a middleman whereas um you're voting for for example a president or um, who um, you think is tweeting this himself so you're gonna like him but in reality a lot of the times there is someone who's doing the tweeting there is someone who's creating uh, false identities and especially now with hacking and everything there's so many different ways um artificial intelligence is able to um uh, manipulate voters um based on a lot of different things so um my question to y'all is, um, do you think social media's increasingly necessary, necessary role in the president's image? Is that a good thing or a bad thing?
2: <laughs> First of all, that man don't need no damn Twitter. He don't need no social media account.
0: But not even President Trump, but just like the presidency in general. Obama, just every president. Right, how I, to, I get that. How you have to have a social media realistically to win the no, presidency. No, you don't.
2: Uh, that's the thing about well, yeah, it. Like, I so. Well, I mean, to win the presidency, I could understand that. But on another level, because the last two presidents that we have had, one they're controversial. It's not even like, you know what I mean? Because, yeah, granted, media, social media was popping back in 2008, like with Facebook and shit and MySpace and all of that when Obama became president. But at the same time, fam, not for real. Like he was, but it wasn't. It was just like a phenomenon because he was black. It's like what yeah. a black man is running for president. A black man became the president. There's a black family in the White House. So that was just like if you're gonna see that all over the place, right? It's gonna be in your face. And then we got Donald Trump. Trump. Sorry, excuse me. So I'm sorry. I really, I really wanted to say Trump. We got him. He didn't got into the office, but he is literally the Apprentice dude. He's you're fired. You feel me? We don't know him from anything of that matter except for being a rich white dude that was cool low key with people of celebrity caliber. Yeah. That's what he is. Yeah. So that's why it's important for him to be on social media because exactly. he has to keep his celebrity status moving.
0: Correct. But I also feel like it's the thing of um, too much information versus being uninformed versus being misinformed. So if you're always on social media and that's how you get all your information and you're always reading the newspaper, a lot of times, there, because of artificial intelligence, there is a middleman who's going who could manipulate the information. So if you're that person, you're gonna be misinformed. Versus the person who's just not on anything, well, I, I, you know, because there's some people who are like I don't want to have anything to do with social media or the internet yeah. or like that, and that person's going to be uninformed if you don't take part of it. So it's kind of like what's the? It's kind of like choosing the lesser two evils. Do you want to be misinformed by reading and doing and being manipulated by artificial intelligence, or do you want to just say, you know what, fuck like it, I don't want to have anything to do with it at all. I'm just going to be uninformed.
1: So I think. I think anything that you see online or on social media outside of your own, like, experience or own, like, education need to be cognizant of, like, potential biases and anything that's being filtered or spread to you. But, like, um, I definitely think it can, for certain people, like, who don't keep that in mind, it can be something that, oh, yeah, I saw this on Twitter. It must be true. And that can kind of cause, like... You know, a lot of misinformation being spread amongst people, but I definitely think it, it's more of a tool.
2: But people go to social media for their education, yeah. and that's what the big mm-hmm. issue is. And that becomes like, a misinformation. Yeah. Exactly, so that's what my issue is when it comes to social media, because like I said, there are people who are like Sean King who are giving real information this is shit that is real time it's really happening and it's really pushing forward right and he's letting it be known this is not stuff that we would know right had he not you know made a certain post about um the woman whose son was hung in her backyard, you know what I'm saying? It wouldn't have made traction, right? We wouldn't know that. What the fuck? Somebody, excuse my language, somebody is, like, literally hanging people still, you know? So we wouldn't know that. They're not talking about stuff like that on the news. So... Us as uh, informed people, we have to make the right choice and decisions in who we're following and what we're taking in. Because there's a lot of garbage that we can. You have to filter through it, you know, because there's so many people on social media. And it's a platform for everybody. There's people who have thousands and millions of followers that promote garbage, talk about junk. And also there's people who scroll Facebook, Instagram all day, every day. Twitter all day, every day.
0: That's true, but I feel like at the same time, you have to have, nowadays, you have, in order to really get information, if you want to be an an informed voter, you have to be on watching TV, you have to be on the internet, you have to be on social media, you have to get it. So yes, I do understand that you want to have your own filter through, you know, how do I, you know, know what's right and what's wrong and what makes sense, at the same time, you have to be a part of it because, it's, it's like I said, it's a situation of being misinformed Un- uninformed I don't
1: think that's necessarily true you don't have to I think it can be like more convenient for a lot of people but I think sometimes there's definitely like whether it's it's through like just your own experience through other forms of like media like newspapers or just online or I mean I guess like on online other like articles and like forums and things that are like outside of like just social media pages I think there are ways to still get your information but i think it's more easier and it's a lot more accessible because right.
2: you reach people of course yeah. it's a platform you can reach people and you can actually have direct conversations mm-hmm. with individuals via social media but you can't do that you know when you're being blind by certain things and you're not opening your eyes and you're not really reading you're mm-hmm. just reading posts you're not reading books you're not going mm-hmm. to Do
0: research.
2: You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
0: yeah. So, do you think it's necessary nowadays if you want to win the presidency, you have to be on social media and you have to utilize um, all you know the different sites and and things to sponsor advertisements, stuff like that. Do you think that's that's necessary? I think now it's critical for the youth.
1: Yeah. Because like that's the you know that's the most accessible and that's where everybody's leaning towards just with technology is being on social media. So to gain that like youthful leverage, but like a lot of times the older generations are people who are more detached from social media.
2: Right. With the social climate now, of course, everything, like I said, with the last two candidates, presidencies, it has changed the game. So you have to utilize social media and we got somebody like Trump who is making weird tweets. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the last the ones from last week may not have been his, but he has made plenty of them that have been coming directly from him, Mm -hmm. right? And it's like, wait, the president shouldn't even be tweeting and doing anything like that unless it's happy holidays to you and yours or I'm so sorry about the families who lost their, you know, loved ones in the shooting here or there or, you know what I'm saying? But he wants to get on and talk about Kanye West or talk about somebody kneeling somewhere or grabbing them by their private parts and stuff like that. Like, it's not... It's one of those things where he's changed the game so much with the way that he's done things. It is a stressor for whoever is coming in next. Anybody that's in in the running to be any type of candidate it doesn't have to just be presidential. Mayorial. Did I say that right? Yes. <laughs> Mayorial. So, it's such an interesting word. Um, you know, the government, Senate, all of that. You have to have some type of following. You have to have
1: interactions with people, with the people directly on social media. You always have to maintain this presence as if, like, sometimes it doesn't have to be authentic, but at least, like, to show people that you're there. Right.
0: So my last question for you all is now that we are in this time of people having to use social media in order to gain political support and kind of it being a necessity nowadays to even become the president... Um, And now that there's so many hackers and so many different ways to manipulate information to people in order to um, manipulate their own feelings and um, voters, what do you think that has, um, what do you think the effect is that that has on the American democracy now? Why
2: are you looking at me? I was going
0: to let him answer. Uh, What do you think? Well, I feel as though... It kind of has both a positive, a positive and negative effect because, like I said again, to, to reiterate, it has to do with being misinformed versus uninformed. And I feel like you need, in order for, for to have voters who are um, knowledgeable about what's happening, the most accessible way is for them to get out their phone and look on Instagram, look on Facebook, look on Twitter, look on uh, you know their apps of CNN or whatever, look on TV. That's the most accessible way. And I feel like, in a way... It, in 2018 right now, we have the most knowledgeable population of citizens that probably we've ever had before because of social media. Mm-hmm. So in that way, I feel like, like it's good. Yeah. But on the it's other 100%. hand, I feel like it is a bad thing because now we have, it's allowed us to have a president like Trump who's a total outsider, nothing to do with politics, but he's able to use his celebrity status to get, to become president. So it so it's a double-edged sword yeah, for me, which yeah, is
2: and absolutely think,
1: ridiculous. Yeah, I think I think it, it it does like it is a lot of bad. At the uh, while while it can be used as a tool, there's more bad to it just simply because a lot of people have like direct control over what they want to see on social media. Like Venus was saying, like if you just don't care about that stuff, why would you have that on your page? And so if, if it's that easy for you to consume information that way, then you're just simply just gonna go on your phone or go on whatever pages you have and just see what information you really want to see but at the same time I think um, as long as people are still being critical, outside, being critical of what they see on social media and still looking outside for information not just solely from what they see on their pages
2: yeah. you know? I feel like in order to support the youth and what in their future schools need to integrate a social media awareness class into the schools So you can be aware of the bullying. They can be aware of how to deal with cyberbullying. How to, you know, get information from social media and be empowered by it. But also do research on it. Filter. And understand what's real and what's fake. And every meme is literally created by some random person. Sitting in their darkness of their
1: bedroom bored one night. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's why it's important, like just coming up, like f- to have certain student, like just have students in general, like participate in some form of like research or like, because it, it just allows them to like challenge that thinking of like information they pick up from online sources or social media, different things, and like usually English classes do that, but I know like that's not the same everywhere, and educational is like very disproportionate, but that's something that they definitely should.
0: I like answer
2: you need a library card, kids.
0: Yes, thank you. Uh, well, I want to thank my special guest so much, Joshua Homan and Venus Morris, for the very insightful thoughts on today's topic of artificial intelligence and its effects on democracy. Um, lastly, I also want to th- give a special thank you to our listeners of Political Potency, a podcast for the people, by the people. Thank you for listening, and I hope to hear from you all soon.